In earnest, in honor of Ernest, five, four, three, rah, 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 one. Take three wrestling podcast. It's technically still Thursday night. It is June the 9th. It's me. It's Mike B. I'm joined by er, uh, Joe, not Ernest. Joe, I'm not fucking Ernest. Well, I don't know. You weren't here last week because of a cough. I know. He's not here this week because of a cough. I know. Which means you two have obviously hung out outside of the fucking podcast. Therefore, you may be the same people. Completely unrelated. Uh. Completely unrelated to anything that Ernest and I did last weekend. Completely unrelated. Happy 6-9 day, guys. Yes. Today is June 9th. 6-9 day. Taguchi, Japan. Taguchi, Japan. There we go. Um, Also, we are joined by the fourth member of the Take 3 Wrestling Podcast, Big Jim. I feel like at this point I should be the third member. Can we demote yeah. a to number? I'm a okay with that. I, I told Joe, uh, spoiler alert, off air before we called you. I said, can we kick Ernest off the show and get Big Jim and Tim to be the now third and fourth member of the show? Because I think it'd be a lot more fun. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think Tim has seven thousand podcasts that he does. So. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does quite a few. He's got quite the. He's got quite the repertoire over there. At the TNM shows. Yes, if you see, we're at our conference table. Your arm was huge. You might want to get that checked out by a doctor. That's what he said. Yes. Um. All right. So, Ernest isn't here. He has a bit of the sniffles. He's a bitch. No, I was out for two weeks sick also. To say you were you were coughing. Uh, I mean, you were on Twitch the day before our show, and you literally sounded like you were about to like die. Oh yeah, yeah. Listening to that. You know, it was sad too. Like my voice was like all. I could have recorded an R and B album, and it would have been a huge hit. Like I could have been like the new Usher. Um, I could have shown you to your seats. And then told you my confessions. But I ended up not doing that. But it was kind of great, though, because, like, I couldn't do my Mickey Mouse impression for a while. And now I haven't tried. But. <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh, no. No, I can't no, still. No. It's not back yet. Mickey Mouse oh, just sounded God. like he was choking on something. Mickey Mouse was dying. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Um, but we do have a fun-filled show for you guys this week. We're going to talk about uh, interim champions. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how far is too far with, with professional wrestlers, uh, injury stuff. Uh, we'll talk about – I don't what, what other, what's our other topic? Um, Jim's topic with the AEW extras. Too many oh. titles. Too many titles. Yours was – interim title mm-hmm. mine is the uh how far is too far and you know what just because Ernest isn't here doesn't mean we won't talk about his but we'll figure about his if we talk about his after uh but let's start uh interim championship topic Mr. Joe Lopez it's your floor okay so I was thinking about this before while I was peeing um European yes <laughs> Normally, when I start my topics, I present the whole case of the topic. But I feel like this one's an easy one. And instead of presenting a case, 
I'm going to make clear here. I just want to know what you two guys think and your opinions. Because I'm going to give you my opinion. That's how I'm going to present my topic. Okay? All right. I think interim champions in pro wrestling is fucking stupid. It's beyond stupid. If it was any stupider, it would be a Trump supporter. That's how stupid it is, okay? It would be Glenn Jacobs. That's how stupid it is. It would be as stupid as your uh, enunciation on stupid right now. Right? Yes, exactly. Right, Lots of O's. Stupid. So, here's my thing. Just asking for a friend as I hide. Here's my thing. I get it in real sports. I get it in UFC. I get it in boxing where you have an interim champion because a guy gets injured and you need to have someone, some title being defended to make your shows matter, make them feel more important. I get that. In pro wrestling, you know, something where it's all predetermined and it's storylines and it's written and all that, it's so real to me, Dana. The idea of an interim champion is fucking stupid. Just vacate the title. Just it's vacate the title. Damn it. Vacate the belt. Have a tournament. That's the way it always worked. That's the way it's always been. Guy gets injured. Yeah, it sucks. But you vacate the belt, and if he's meant to eventually end up back at it, he'll end up back at it. Batista. Edge. Fucking other people. Like, there's lots of names who fit this criteria. I'm telling you, it happens a lot. And that's why Vacant has had so many title reigns. Honestly, Vacant tell that belt. Greatest world champion of all time. But all of a sudden now, particularly in AEW, but also WWE did it with the Cruiserweight title when Jordan Devlin couldn't defend it because of the COVID. All of a sudden now you have... This kind of overuse of the, oh, we're going to have an interim champion, which always guarantees that when the real champion's ready to come back, you're going to have them fight for the title, and then you're going to have a unified title, blah, blah, blah. It's old, and it's boring, and it's been done so many times. I mean, literally, earlier this year, Cody and Sammy Guevara did it, and that one was fucking stupid, because Cody was out injured for, what, three weeks? I think that was rushed, because I don't know. Who actually? It, yeah, it I was, don't think they knew the severity of Cody's injury. If they knew that he was only going to be out a couple weeks, I think they would have been like, "Let's hold off on this stupidity." But you know what? If they had just had him vacate the title, like it wouldn't have been as stupid. It just wouldn't have been as stupid I mean, if he had he just have, vacated the belt. Also, could have just had him lose the title to Sammy right. in a seven-minute match and then let him go away. So I think I've made clear my opinion. I think interim champion in wrestling is fucking stupid. I think right now, yeah, it sucks to see him Punk can't defend the title. He should probably just give up the title. We should probably just have a new storyline, a new feud, whatever, instead of this interim champion bullshit. And how the fuck did John Moxley end up in the conversation when, like, Hangman Page should be the guy? Which is number one in the rankings. Yeah. Fucking that amateur car to get him on the bus. All I'm saying is... Interim champions in wrestling, fucking stupid. Your guys' opinions. I would have never have guessed that you thought it was fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I'm just a little bit confused, Joe. You didn't really make yourself clear. 
um, with the uh, with with how you feel about about interim champions. No, the, it, it's it, it's dumb. It's dumb. Um, and and I know we we talked about this um on on three CT this week, the live show is. And and I get it. They're trying to do something different. It's the same reason they do a casino battle royale instead of a traditional battle royal or a royal rumble. But like, in, in theory, good idea. In practice, probably not that much because you get these weird, awkward moments of the acclaim doing their entrance and everybody in the rings like stopping fighting and watching them because the camera's on the. It, the you know, it's not always. It you don't always have to be different. Ooh. Like AEW, I think needs to learn that they don't always have to be different. Um, and like, I like, I, I think, and, and 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 as we discussed it on 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 three CT, and and I kind of came to the conclusion is like, I think I have more of a problem with the interim champion thing because they fucked up the TNT one so bad. Like, mm. how how do you not know like? When you when you pull the trigger on that, you should know how long Cody's going to be out for before you decide right. to do an interim champion and have another belt and present that. Now there's two belts floating out there in the ether. Because like that's the thing is like so there's you had two TNT titles. One of them ended up around the waist of Dan fucking Lambert. Yep. Like that makes your title look like shit. So now there's just going to be another AEW World Championship belt floating out there. Right. Like, I remember watching the, like, the, the first ladder match, the WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Like, there was the real gold Intercontinental title belt, and then there was, like, the Shawn Michaels one that, like, mm-hmm. you could tell wasn't, like, quite as gold and quite as shiny. Like, they made it a point to, like, give you the Iggy, like, this isn't the real thing. Like, is AEW going to be smart enough to do that? Okay, bye, Mike. <laughs> he disappeared in the background. Oh, the drink. <laughs> but, like, yeah, just it, to me, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Just because you're doing the same thing that the other company that's around right now, the big company that would be doing, isn't necessarily a bad thing because it's really what, what has been done since the beginning of time and and it's once again has proven that the ranking system in aew is bullshit it doesn't mean anything it is arbitrary they literally you know they usually post them what on thursdays or something and then the new like they had the new rank or no i think it's tuesdays i think because it's before dynamite so they had the new rankings come out last week after punk won the title and then magically sometime between Friday night and Saturday morning, the rankings got updated and John Moxley's all of a sudden number one because people called them out on their stupid bullshit. And instead of somebody just presenting, look, okay, we like, again, even before AEW came, like actually was it had their first show. I said, the rankings at some point are going to be proven useless and stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's been done time and time again. Like everybody, everybody bitches and complains. The WWE treats their fans like idiots because they tell us every year how a Royal rumble works. And they tell us five times on Monday night raw. Like if there's a, if there's a tournament, if there's this, if there's that, 
the reason that they do this is so you don't come out of a segment or come out of an hour or come out of an episode of WWE TV and go, wait, what are they doing with the title? Right. You know. You absolutely know. And they're so they put it out on their social media immediately. Their commentary will clarify something when they come back from commercial. AEW comes back from commercial and they're two guys on their commentary table can't even clear it up. Right. And the Booker of the Years in in their ears. Right. It, it, it's 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 baffling. It, it, and like so it's not even necessary to me it's not even necessarily them doing the interim champion thing. I think it's a little silly. I think it's unnecessary, but they fucked up the TNT one so bad and they fucked up getting to explain to you how we're getting an interim champion. So right. bad with this one that like they, they they leave the bad taste in my mouth because they're just not good at what they do sometimes. Most of the time. All the time. Um, all right. So what I what I will say here, um, and Jim can attest to it on the three C T show. I filled in this week, uh, people on vacation. It was myself, Big Jim, and good friend Tim. Uh good friend Tim tried to tell us about the interim tag. Um, and I said that it, it it comes off as a less less than uh, distinction. It is as as a champion. Um, honestly, I believe the whole thing here is that Gian, uh, as he's called by Justin Roberts, is going to win the the title at uh, Forbidden Door, um, and he's going to be the interim champion. And it's going to sound really weird whenever he wins the title on that Sunday night and you hear Justin Roberts go, and new interim AEW world champion, Gian Moxley. Um, and that's how he's going to introduce him probably is interim champion because, yep. you know, he's an interim champion. Uh, so does that make this title run less than his first title run? Does this even count as he a two-time champion at that point? I said it on the three on, on 3CT that no, he does not count as a two-time champion. Tim tried to say that it did, and I said, don't worry, Tony will find a way to fuck this up. It shouldn't, though. If if you're following, like, the, quote, rules and standards of, of basic common language in the way they presented this, like, CM Punk wanted to forfeit the title. Tony Khan said no. So the person who becomes the interim champion is literally a placeholder until CM Punk can wrestle. And then CM Punk... And then it's CM almost Punk. like um, ROH's number one contenders trophy. Like yeah. you're winning basically the okay. As soon as the champion is actually back, I get the title shot. But now I have to also defend this right until the champion is actually back, and I get to basically cash in this belt. Right. Like you don't it, you don't become actual champion until you beat CM Punk. Like right. CM Punk is still the AEW champion. Right. So so what does interim champion even really mean? Like, why not just crown a new champion and then CM right. Punk, whenever he's healthy, gets his match? It doesn't have to be at the next right. page. It could be at Rampage. It could be at Dynamite. It could be at fucking a Daily's Place bar on a Tuesday afternoon. I don't care. Whenever CM Punk is healthy... He gets to call his fucking shot. He gets the match. It, 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 it's it's right. not that hard, but now you, you've created a match. Like right now, I just went on the AEW's website. Your champions are listed. Jade Cargrill, TBS champion. 
Scorpio Sky, TNA champion. Jurassic Express, AEW World Tag Team champions. Thunder Rosa, AEW Women's World champion. CM Punk, AEW World champion. Yeah. Like, are they are they literally going to put like a a yes. interim champion on there? Or the interim champion is just going to be number one ranked until. That's weird. I feel like it's a very weird decision, honestly. So, like you said, so I also looked at the TBS title history. So it has uh, Cody Rhodes, Mr. Brody Lee, Cody Rhodes, Darby right. Allen, uh, Myro, uh, Sammy Guevara, Cody Rhodes. And then it has uh, Sammy Guevara as a 42 day champion. And it says uh, he was the interim TNT champion. Uh, at the time, uh, let's see here. Sammy won the TNT title match on January 26th on a special edition of Dynamite. How is, I'm just I'm looking to see how this is listed. This is right, because he was interim champion. Okay, so it has Cody Rhodes, December 25th to December, or December 25th to January 26th. Cody captured TNT title. For the third time uh, on a special edition of Rampage. How many special editions does this company have, too? Uh, the event took place in December 25th. Uh, Rhodes defeated Sammy Guevara in a singles match via pinfall. Then we go to Sammy Guevara won the TNT Championship on January 26th uh, on a special edition of Dynamite. Beach break in Cleveland, Ohio. Love that, by the way. Uh, beach break in Cleveland in, in fucking January. <laughs> Uh, Sammy Guevara, who was the interim TNT champion at the time, defeated Cody Rhodes in a brutal ladder match uh, to unify the titles. Okay, so they're recognizing the fact that he was interim champion, but I think the way it reads um, is he was he didn't become the actual TNT champion because it has Cody listed until the twenty sixth. Yeah, and Sammy winning it on the twenty sixth. So they're not they, they don't even recognize. So at least they're doing it okay. They're doing it properly there because they're not recognizing the interim title reign as an actual title reign. But then right. poses the the natural question: Why the fuck are we doing this? Right, right. And now it sounds even more pointless. It really is. Literally, you're crowning a number one contender for a title. I mean, I mean, Wardlow, Wardlow proved in during his promo that the that the team that the interim championship was bullshit. Because he was like, I'm not in the Battle Royal because if I'm not pinning CM Punk, who's the champion, then I don't want to pin anybody. He said like, that? You know, yeah, in his promo. Because, like, he wasn't in the Battle Royal along with, like, Hangman Page and Chris Jericho. Like, uh, every other every other former champion the company has had wasn't in the Battle Royal. Wardlow, your hottest hand right now, not in the Battle Royal. But, yeah, he he came out. He was in a He was in a promo. With uh, Tony Schiavone, um, and he he said that if he if he's not going to pin the AEW World Champion CM Punk, then he's not going to pin anybody, and he doesn't want to be even in the Battle Royal. So that makes the interim tie, interim champion thing look like bullshit. Well, then of course Scorpio Sky limps his ass down there because he said he's focused on the TNT title and he's like, Oh, you're hurt. So I'm going to wait on you because I don't want to beat you up when you're hurt. So I'm like, you literally have your hottest hand. Who's not going to compete for any of the titles right now because both champions are hurt. 
Like sometimes, man, that company just makes my fucking head hurt. Yeah. It makes my head hurt as much as Ernest trying to act like he's a hockey fan. <laughs> That's all right. The Rangers lost tonight, so they're they're, they're on the brink of elimination. See you bye. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interim title, stupid. Just make him the fucking champion. Um, it's it's just moronic at this point. It's it, it's doing more harm than good. Um, just like the ranking system, right? More harm than good. Um, because here's the thing, and I get it. Gian, number one in the rankings, number ninety-seven in your heart, right? But my question is, okay, Whippa. I was like, I didn't do that. It's me. <laughs> Did I do that? Um. So w- w- when it comes to the the, the interim tag, it, it just. The rankings are, are are dumb. The the interim tag is dumb. Just make them the fucking champion. Thank you. And let's just move on with it. Um, I don't love it. I think it's a waste of time. I would much rather just be here's your new AEW world champion and move on with our lives. But unfortunately, Tony's going to do this because sometimes rankings matters. Other times they don't. I want to see. Let me see if I can find the tweet. Uh, and I want to, because I want to give the credit. Um, so it was NYC Demon Diva yesterday. Cause she's, she's been all over. She's been on top of this as well. So she posted three screenshots. The first one was from June the 1st, 2022. The second was from June 3rd. And the third one was from June 8th. So all within the span of one week. Uh, on June 1st, your top five. And this is after CM Punk is your new world champion. This is your top five contenders on the men's side. One, Wardlow. Two, Adam Cole. Three, Hangman Page. Four, John Moxley. Five, Jay Lethal. On June 3rd. Uh, uh, on June 3rd, uh, your number one contenders, John Moxley, Wardlow, Hangman Page, Adam Cole, Jay Lethal. Um, and then uh, again... Uh, then on June the 8th, uh, one John Moxley, two Wardlow, three Adam Cole, four Hangman Page, five Jay Lethal. So then in the span of one week, your rankings, your weekly rankings, again, they release these, typically right. speaking, once a week. Uh, your weekly rankings change three times in a seven-day span. Right. Like, it doesn't make sense. No. Not even like, a little. You can't treat a scripted entertainment show. And again, this is not this is not taking any credit away from the athleticism and the skill that it takes to do this. But you cannot apply sports logic to a scripted entertainment show. It right. doesn't work because there will be things like injuries. There will like there will be uh, there will always be things that will prevent it from making sense. Right. I, this before their first official match as all elite wrestling and it has been proven itself time and time again and this week it has really come to a head well because you know what's funny too is records in wrestling right you're right they they don't work as something where you're doing it on purpose and the perfect example of that is the undertaker's wrestlemania streak because mm-hmm. 
there have been many a interview where the people behind the scenes have said, we didn't even realize he was undefeated until about WrestleMania, like, 14. Her. He was like, he, right, he was like 9-0 and oh before someone just randomly in the room was like, you know, he's never lost at WrestleMania, right? And and they were like, nah, that can't be right. Look it up. Oh, shit. It's right. So, like, even the, the most famous win streak in wrestling history basically happened by accident. You can't actually control these things. If they had tried to control Undertaker being undefeated from the beginning, it wouldn't have worked. They would have they would have made a decision somewhere along the line to ruin it after like four or five or six or whatever. There's no way it gets to where it got to without it just literally kind of happening by happenstance. And the thing is, because of the way that they try to portray the rankings in AEW, where they try to make it so that, okay, whoever's number one gets to fight for the title and all that, you can't let it be happenstance. You can't just book a whole bunch of matches and then we'll go and check the records and it's like, oh shit, that worked after Jericho's number one contender. It, it doesn't work like that. You have to actually go out of your way to make sure that the right guys are winning enough matches and that the matches are taking place in a place that matters because you can't all just be, you know, you're 25 and 0 because you're on fucking dark, dark elevation. Yeah, dark. exactly. Dark, dark, so there you, you're right. Records don't work in wrestling the way that they do in real sports because in real sports, it is all just happenstance. It is all just chance. It is all just, that's part of what makes it interesting the team that you might expect to be the worst team in baseball can have the best record. And that's fun. That's interesting. That's all of a sudden, maybe we see these guys make a run for the World Series. That's great. You do that in wrestling and all of a sudden, Brandon Cutler's possibly fighting for the interim world title. That doesn't work. That doesn't make anybody happy. Even Brandon Cutler's mom doesn't want to see that. No, nobody wants to see that. No. So fucking drum titles. Don't worry, my daughter doesn't want to see it either. <laughs> making it abundantly clear. Yeah, um, yeah, in our titles, stupid. Oh, I'm satisfied. I'm glad you guys see the light. Um, all right, let's go. Let's stay on the topic of AEW and the title belt discussion. Um, AEW. Too many title belts? Question mark. Jim uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so last night, um, the we knew going in that one of the contests uh, last night was going to be Pack versus uh, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, Buddy Buddy. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm not your buddy guy. Um, but like, so they 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 opened up. They did the battle royal. Cool Kyle uh, gets the win in that one. And they go to Moxley, uh, wandering around backstage doing a Moxley promo. Uh, and then they come back, and the camera is, like, affixed on the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. And they said, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a new championship with a tournament starting tonight. Uh, this is to honor um, all of our fans worldwide. 
and we have competitors from all different countries. And the first match is in the tournament is Pac versus Buddy. Which first off, like literally, there was no inkling that there was a title being unveiled last night. It literally just came out of thin air um, on, on the show. Um, and and it was it was better when TNA did it and called it the World X Cup. Right. Um, the All Atlantic the All Atlantic Championship with a Japanese flag on the on the belt, um, which I've Pacific Ocean boys found, found <laughs> slightly amusing. Um, so now, and and Mike and I were talking about this before three CT, and Mike was over there on three CT with us this week. Um. Now, because Ring of Honor doesn't have a weekly or any TV deal at this point, so they have already defended the EV title and the Pure title. And the tag titles, too. On AEW, theoretically speaking, because I'm just talking singles titles at this point. No, yes, the tag titles are there. And men's titles, because... um, because that's the, the, the this new title's a men's title. So you have the Ring of Honor Pure, the Ring of Honor TV. Theoretically speaking, the Ring of Honor World, although we have not seen it in mm-hmm. AEW yet. And I put yet on that because I think Which we will. Gresham's real. Yeah, like eventually Gresham's going to probably lose it to somebody who is all elite. And oh, then I we'll... think wrestles swerve at like a Defy show and put the ROH yeah. title on. Yeah, that would be badass. Um, so then now you have the, the AEW world title, you have the, um, TNT title, you have Adam Cole Bay Bay walking around with an Owen Hart belt that he may or may not defend someday. You have the FTW title, which we have seen in competition. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Skaggs holds that one currently. And now you have the all Atlantic elite galactic champion. Um, (laughs) I, I've always I've been told for years that WWE, who has five weeks of or five hours of television a week, has too many titles. Um, don't count now, but AEW slash ROH has more titles than the WWE. So, so once again, one of these arguments is is either either AEW has way too many, or you know what I mean, like, uh, or or WWE is doing just fine. Uh, but it, it's 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 just too many, and the reason it's too many is, um, you know, I get you do the the long world title reigns, cool. Um, I think this is a product of the fact that you do long world title reigns because otherwise you have one singles AEW championship, and that's the TNT title, um, which they don't even do properly because it's a fucking mess all the time. Um, so, so I guess that's where this came from. So you can have more, more men competing for, for a singles title, but it just, it just feels why it feels, it, it was so random and I, it, it, to me, it just, it makes the other titles not mean as much mm-hmm. and, and it just, it's so random. There was no fanfare. There was no nothing. It's literally just sitting on a display in front of uh tony tony shivani's uh gigantic tv monitor um so when are they 
debuting the AEW Transcontinental Tag Titles because, you know, Jurassic Express has held the tag titles for like 7,000 days, it feels like. Right. I mean, are there world championships just going to basically be uh, 9,000-day reigns and then we're going to just have tri- transitional title belts for everybody else to wrestle for? In terms. No, no, transitional, because those actually have names. Fair. The TNT title has a name. The All-Atlantic Championship with Pacific Ocean uh, countries uh, being represented in the tournament brackets. Looking at you, buddy, in fucking New Japan bracket. I oh, New Japan have their own goddamn bracket in this thing, by the way. I want you all to I want, I want to answer that question. And is, and is that match that's going to determine who's going to fight for the title take place at Dominion? Because if so, then my topic earlier in the conversation with Tim makes perfect sense now. Yeah. Because if it doesn't happen at Dominion, it's got to happen sometime shortly afterwards. These motherfuckers. I see how I see what they're doing. To- Toru Yano is about to wrestle in the All Atlantic Finals. Oh These God! These motherfuckers. All right. Oh God. I get this now. All right, let's do it. Uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, too many titles. Uh, if they were gonna debut one. Obviously, it's the one that they're holding off until Kenneth uh, Omega returns, which is the trio's tag titles. Um, oh, breaking news. Ooh, hold on. For those of you that have not listened to this week's 3CT and you're listening to this first, go listen to it. Second off... Uh, we talked to Tim on air, and Tim is in for the uh, 32-team bracket of death for the AEW uh, six-man tag title tournament that we're going to come up with. Um, so I'm going to work on it because I have I haven't broken down to basically any any trio from AEW Impact Wrestling or New Japan is eligible to be one of the 32 uh, teams in the bracket. We're going to do a bracketology where we're going to release the brackets like I'm uh, Jay Billis and I got my Thick Vital soundboard ready to go. Um, so look out for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I am going to start taking um, nominees uh, right now. Uh, so if you want to pass that on, Jim, to the guys, if there's a trio that they want to nominate, uh, just get a list going, uh, send it to me, and I'll counterpoint anyone that's nominated on our end because obviously you can't be part of two tag teams. It's true. You can't have Adam Page with the Young Bucks and Adam Page with somebody from the Dark Order. It's you got you got to pick which one you want. So that's going to take a little bit of time, and then uh, I'll, I'll start the bracketing, and then we'll have the three CT side of the bracket, the take three side of the bracket, culminating in a final four of massive proportions where we will crown the first ever three C T take three AEW trios champions. Just do it. I mean, it's it's going to be, uh, it should be, should we should call it the take three CT. I'm in. It rolls off the top. Just, it just, yeah, it goes, it goes all together that easily. Excellent. All right. So that that's going to be the plan. Look out for that for the next couple of weeks. Um, also, while we're here talking about it, next week, no live show. Um, Jim is on vacation. I am flying back from Boston 
the same night uh, after being there all day. So uh, I will not be here. And God forbid, am I going to leave Joe to, to the devices yeah, of Ernest no. by himself? Uh, we're taking. I don't the week deserve off. that. No, we're thing sucks. Yeah, we're taking the week off next week. So rejoice, those of you at home. Two full weeks of not having to listen to Ernest's voice live. Uh, there will be a best of, I believe, Ernest is working on culminating our uh, best tag team bracket that we did over a couple weeks uh, last year. So um, that'll be next week's show as Joe's eating every fucking snack I have in my house. Hi, apologize. Um, uh, so, yeah, too many titles for sure. Uh, you know, what especially it, when you uh, account for Tony Khan presents Ring of Honor. Um, if Tony Khan presents Ring of Honor, like uh, if Samoa Joe never was mentioned as the, or was mentioned but never carried the title, I don't necessarily know that I would be like as like, oh wow, this is fucking stupid. But it's like here we are, and it's just we're just gonna keep shoving that down our throats. It reminds me of mid '90s WCW. Where, like, you'd watch an episode of Nitro and every single match was for a title. And, like, it would be the same guys wrestling for every, like, belt that didn't matter every week. Like, it'd be like William Regal versus Prince Iakea for the TV title. And William Regal would retain. And then next week, Prince Iakea is out there fighting for the U.S. title. Because, like, somebody has to. Like, literally, like, three-fourths of that roster had a championship for a while. And it was really weird and kind of like, yeah, there was world championship wrestling, so everyone gets a title. Ho, ho, ho. AEW kind of feels like that sometimes. And, like, this one, you're right. This hit me out of nowhere. I was like... Kind of like that edible. Yeah, basically. I saw, like, I remember seeing, I think, in the group chat where, like, Jim was like, oh, yeah, it's like they introduced a new belt. And I'm like... The fuck you mean they introduced a new belt? They have too many <laughs> like, belts. Like, wait, are you being serious right now? <laughs> I was I was at work and getting ready to leave to then come home and watch the basketball game. So that's why when it dinged off on my watch, I was just like, fuck. <laughs> and I left it alone because I was coming home to watch the game. But literally, I was like, and it's not the trio's title? What the fuck? You know why they have so many titles? I'm going to just say it. Because Tony Khan doesn't release anybody? Because Tony Khan doesn't know how to book an actual storyline. Titles are a cheap way to have a feud. Yeah, yeah and Titles he's fucking money. Way to have a story. Hey, hey, don't you get respect their booker of the year. Because <laughs> you know who else? I'm sorry. You know who else does the same shit? New Japan. New Japan has so many fucking titles and like every show. All you have is title matches because they don't have real feuds half the time. You occasionally get a real feud. Yeah, Tama Tonga versus the Bullet Club. Yeah. That's a real feud. Right. But like that happens occasionally. Yeah, you don't three fourths of their JF Wardlow. That was a real feud. Mm-hmm. I concur. No, it's cheap. I think having too many titles is just cheap. It's cheap heat. It's literally cheap heat. Tony Khan, you're better than this. I'm an AEW fan. Tony Khan, you're better than this. Good job, Mark Boy. <laughs> you fucking Mark! You know what else? You know what else Tony Khan isn't good at? Announcing basketball players' names. 
Uh, you're right. He is not. The Greek Freak! Exactly. So when you have terrible fucking, terrible talking, terrible decisions with the your Greek Freak! It's a poop of ladder. I feel like he has poor penmanship, too. Oh, his handwriting is probably hot garbage. Right? Like, I feel like it's like a little bit when you're that jacked up on coke. <laughs> just fucking sitting here holding, holding the fucking pencil like it's the fucking sword. Probably does. <laughs> um, no, so I, I, I guess, I guess <laughs> the point here, if they weren't going to, if Ring of Honor was its own separate standalone thing and they only use them occasionally, fine. But Jay Lethal has made it a point that he wants to fight for, like, the Ring of Honor TV title. He's like, part of your storylines are involving Ring of Honor televisions. Hell, mm-hmm. you're going to have FTR defend them on Forbidden Door against the United Empire and somebody else because you're not going to put them in the uh, AEW fucking right. match that they're the number one contenders in. Mind you, let's talk about that for a fucking minute. Interim title match where the number one contender gets a bye into the fucking league championship series. Um, but the number one team can't even be in the ladder match on uh, next week's show. What? Also, how the fuck are you putting the Hardy boys in a fucking ladder match right now? Jeff Hardy couldn't stand up straight a week and a half ago. Yeah, for real. And you're putting him in a fucking ladder match. Dude, look, like, people can get real mad about, you know, Daniel Daniel Bryan being on the shelf for a year and a half or whatever it was and, the, and WWE being too strict. But, like, Jeff Hardy should not be in a ladder match, period. Because Jeff Hardy is going to do something stupid on Wednesday night. He is going to do something stupid. Like there's there's gonna come a point where you watch somebody get fucking paralyzed or killed on AEW because they don't know when to to stop. Right. In WWE, there's a reason that you see like the big spot, the the spear off the top of the ladder through a table, or the leaping off of a fucking concourse. You see that at SummerSlam and Royal Rumble and maybe WrestleMania. You don't see it every Monday on Raw because you, that's it's not sustainable. Right. Like, every match Jeff Hardy's been in since he's came back, he's done something stupid. Something big. I shouldn't say something stupid. He's done something big. But the problem right. is he's only been in AEW for eight weeks. Like, it's not, it's not sustainable for a guy in their 20s, much less a guy, what, 40-something, who's been doing this for 20-plus years. Dangerous, man. It's dangerous. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the decision to, you know, not give a fuck about it is stupid. Um, I, 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 are, we, are we good with the title talk? Uh, yeah. This is a pretty good segue. I felt like it was a good segue. Yeah. Uh, my topic for this week is actually how far is too far. Um, basically, my, my topic uh, is... There's been a lot of talk about Cody going out there this week and, and, and doing... You know, a great match with, with Seth Rollins um, with the with the screwed up peck toward peck that he just had surgically repaired. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, how can they let him do that? Um, 
first off, Cody fucking pushed for it. Second off, obviously, it had to be cleared by a doctor. There's no way a doctor's just going to look up and go, you know what? Fuck it. You want to do it? Do it. Like, right. let's be real here. Um, there, there, there's definitely accountability one through nine when it comes to the decision to let Cody wrestle. Here, I, I'll put it to you this way. Um, next time you're eating ribs, chicken wings, chicken legs, pull all the meat off the bone. Then, then make it worse. Oh yeah. You literally fucking can't. Once, once it's once it's torn off the bone, it's off the bone. You're not. You, it's gone. Right. You, you're you're not you're not tearing it worse at that point. So so a lot of people on social media are giving Vince shit because you know, oh if this was AEW we would have been giving Tony all kinds of shit. See that's that in itself is the problem here, boys and girls. Um. If you want to be an AEW fan, be an AEW fan. If you want to be a WWE fan, be a WWE fan. If you want to be a fan of both, be a fan of both. I I, I watch both. I like both. Both give me something different to vibe off of. But the fact of the matter is Tony Khan getting shit for fucking his decisions with letting people wrestle hurt compared to Vince's shit for wrestling people hurt. Cody Rhodes could do no more physical damage to his arm. Right. He literally looked like he stuck his arm all the way up fucking Barney's ass and ripped all of his purple guts out of his fucking body, and it was just all fucking morphed onto his fucking arm. Darby Allen throws himself off the top of a ladder onto the fucking chairs that are stacked with the damn things pointing upward, and he lands on one of them, and the next week he's supposed to be wrestling a match. Right. That he could get hurt worse in because of the injuries that he sustained in the match rather than giving him a couple weeks off to rest and recuperate. Maybe that's the problem. So my question was, is how far is too far? Obviously, Cody's situation, he could work through the pain. It sucked. He got through it, and he went and had surgery two days later. Um, And the visual of it is something that's now impactful because it's now you watched him in that match get punched in the in the arm and it oh god ah oh i can feel that kind of thing mm-hmm. oh yeah it, it, it makes it it makes a difference but now when you're talking about the, the and i'm going to use darby for the example because of that spot darby wasn't severely injured thankfully but i guarantee you he was bruised i guarantee you he was hurting mm-hmm. that spot is not fucking falling on a crash pad right but rather than giving him the day off, fuck it, we're going to book him on a, on a, in a match the next week. So you're already taking his ragtag, beat-to-shit body, and you're giving him, putting him in another match? Like, that that might be too far. That might be one of those where you have to step in and be like, no, we're not doing that tonight. And I don't think that Tony does that. And I think that's why he gets the bad publicity on social media for – his decisions match wise. But when it comes to how far is too far, where, where, where would you as a booker, I guess, draw the line at, okay, I get it. You're hurt. I get it. You're, you you don't think you can do any more damage, but I'm not comfortable letting you go out there. So for me, something like the Cody situation, I don't have any problem with. Cause like we've said, it couldn't get worse. 
He couldn't do more damage to it. It was a ray. He walked out there. His shoulder looked like Gorbachev's forehead. It couldn't get any worse. We were just, it is what it is. He's grinning and bearing it. And you've got him out there in the ring with probably one of your most trusted, if not the most trusted wrestler that you have on your roster. You know Seth Rollins is going to take care of him. Mm -hmm. You know Seth Rollins is going to make sure this man comes out of this match in the best shape he possibly can. He's going to protect him. That is Seth Rollins through and through. So and for all those reasons, I feel like the Cody situation, I'd have made the same decision as Cody did, as the company did. Like, I don't have a problem with him being out there. Jim brought up the Jeff Hardy situation. And I think that's an interesting one where Jeff's walking around, barely walking around, and then you're booking him into ladder matches. You're booking him into more situations where you know that this man's going to take some crazy, insane bump that maybe right now his body can't actually handle. And that's where I have a problem. I think that it's hard, I bet, because you want to trust your talent. You want to trust them when they're telling you, no, I can do this. I can go out there. I can take this bump. My body is not that bruised. My body is not whatever. Like, in, in a way, it's almost like, who are you to tell an artist that they can't do what they want to do? Because, like, yeah, it's easy to say that we should stop Darby Allen from taking all of these insane bumps week in and week out because he's taking years off of his career. But if Darby Allen is happy with maybe having a 10-year career instead of having a 30-year career, who are we to tell him that that's not right? You know what I mean? Uh, like, that's kind of my thing there. Uh, see, here's the thing. Okay. His 10-year career becomes a 10-year career because of my stupid decisions of allowing him to throw himself off of things that could then end up in me being sued. No. No. If you want to have a 10-year career... Go have a 10-year career, but you're going to do it in the ramification of the match that I booked you in and shit like that. I'm not taking a bigger chance of getting myself fucking up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Right. Letting him fucking wrestle a week after th launching himself off of a fucking ladder through chairs. Right. Like, here's the thing. You want to have a 10-year career. Go drive your body in the ground for the next fucking 10 years. And then, by the way, retire. Don't fucking be like, I'm going to have a 10-year career because I'm going to fucking turn myself into a human fucking pincushion. And I think that's the way I look at the, the Darby situation. Because at the end of the day, I truly, truly believe that he is the leader in the clubhouse for, oh, shit, something went wrong. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. For me, like, I, I draw the line at, like, are you, are, are you at a point where it's unsafe for you and the person that you're in with? in the ring with um to be doing what you're doing um you know i go back to was it full gear 2020 when matt when matt hardy's fucking head bounced off the concrete concourse like it was a fucking super ball and they they let the match go on um no i'm sorry that's where you put your daddy pants on and you call an audible and you stop the fucking match. Yeah. Like, I don't remember what WWE pay-per-view it was. Maybe it had been like Great Balls of Fire or something. 
But there was that one where it was Enzo and Cass versus the Vaude Villains. Oh, God, yeah. Enzo did the fucking slide through the ropes, and he fucking knocked himself out, and they stopped the fucking match. Like, you know, we WrestleMania, you know, fucking Rick Boogs blows his knee out, and they, they, they call the go-home, so they get him out of the ring, call the go-home spot. That match is six minutes when it should have been probably at least 15 or 18. Um, it's, it's, it's evident sometimes when the adults are in the room and when they're not. And, and, and they're just, it, there's so many times, and, and, and it just shows, and it, I, I shouldn't even necessarily phrase it that way, but it shows the difference between a long-time professional um wrestling company yeah and and especially one that you know people can shit on on the whole um you know public company versus private company thing but like wwe has to protect itself by not not putting themselves and their superstars in 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 bad and dangerous position um whereas aew like they, they don't necessarily they don't have anybody to answer to it's literally Tony Khan's decision. He's the he's the owner and the head booker. Um, so, you know, but it, but if, if I'm sitting there, if I'm making those calls, if I see Jeff Hardy barely able to stand, I'm getting him out of there. Yeah. You know, I'm not letting Darby Allen get thrown down a, you know, 15 foot high row of concrete steps today and still right. go out and do something dangerous on Friday night rampage this week. Like there's no there's no reason for it. You're going to get your wrestlers hurt. You're going you're putting people in dangerous positions for no for no reason for for quote unquote free TV. Like at the very least, do it on pay per views. Do it on your your TV specials. Like you know, do it at at, at Road Rager. Don't do it on just another Dynamite. If you're gonna do it on TV. But yeah, just if it's not safe for for the competitor or the opponent, it should not be happening. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, that's why I, I think the Cody situation it can't get worse. I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. He literally can't tear that. He can't tear that uh, peck off his bone any further. No, right. but but a guy like Jeff Hardy, and that we're just gonna use Jeff for the example of you're putting him in a ladder match this week. Who is beat to fucking can barely walk? You're like, you know what? Fucking launch yourself off a ladder. Yeah, like I, he's not in that match. Here, here's the deal, dude. Jeff Hardy was at the very least concussed at Double or Nothing. Oh yeah, he traveled to and was on Dynamite on Wednesday. Like. Dude, a guy who's had countless concussions, who just had another one, should not be traveling and should not be on a fucking wrestling show where there's bright lights, loud music, all of that. There's absolutely no reason he should have been on Dynamite that week. Zero. I know he didn't wrestle, but he was still there, and that's fucking irresponsible, too. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I think that that's when you're because now you're putting people's quality of life at risk. Right. You know, for the future and shit like that. And I think that's something that's got to be 
held accountable to these people uh, in the beginning. And AEW is owned by a family who owns a, an NFL football team. Yeah. Like, there's no excuse why you should be putting anybody who has anything to do with a concussion or a head injury anywhere near the field of play or in front of bright lights and all of that. How you don't follow, like, yeah, we can talk about the, the NFL and, and, and there's certain flaws with their concussion protocol. Like, if Josh Allen gets concussed, he's probably staying on the field, whereas, like, the second string left tackle probably going to be pulled pulled out of the game. But, like, there's at least a protocol there. How how you you own the Jaguars. How are you not, fo- at the very least, following the, the, the framework of that? We know what concussions do. We know what CTE does. It, it, it's inexcusable. I concur. Yeah, no, definitely not good. Um, do we want to talk about Ernest's topic? I mean, and I mean, we're not going to be on for like two weeks. Is it really going to be relative? Probably not. Because Cody's going to be long gone by then. Yeah, I mean, he had surgery today. Brandy tweeted that he's he's out. Surgery was successful. Um, so he's on the roads to recovery. Yay, roads. All right, screw it. Slapper, buddy. Fuck you, Ernest. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> Ernest's topic for this show, this week's show, before he got a uh, conjunctivitis. It's not our fault. He got sick. No. I mean, wish him the best. Hope you get better quickly. But you know, show goes on. Yep. Do you or one of your loved ones have mesothelioma? <laughs> transvaginal mesh. That's the other one. We know he's suffering from transvaginal mesh. So his topic this week was to book the WWE title picture without the coaster for the foreseeable future because a lot of people, uh, including probably all of us, thought that there was going to be a fast mm-hmm. track to Cody getting into the world title picture now that his feud with Seth Rollins was over. Um, anyone want to start? Um, so we're, we're, where are we, where are we putting this out to just to SummerSlam or? Yeah. I mean, you want to do SummerSlam? That's fine. You want to go all the way out, go all the way out. I mean, I mean, this is going to be a quick segment if we're, we're just booking it out to SummerSlam because without the codester, there's, you do nothing with you. You, that title stays around. Those titles stay around the shoulders of the tribal. And I guess who does he? Then I guess who does he face? Is, is more the question for SummerSlam. Matt Riddle. Yeah, I would actually, especially you know, as we're being presented right now, I like that joke because as we're being presented right now, Randy has a career-threatening back injury. Now, mm-hmm. do I believe? Do I believe that he's going to show up the Monday after uh, Money in the Bank? Probably. Um, you know, he's taking a little summer off. That's what 40-year-olds do. Um, but I, I would go Riddle. I, You know, the, the, the crowd, even over the last couple of weeks when, when Orton's been out, um, have been big time in favor of uh, of Riddle. Because um, we know we're getting Drew. We're, you know, it's, it's obvious we're getting Drew at uh, the Cardiff Castle or whatever the fuck it's called. Um Gosh. Castle Clash, her, her, uh, Cash Creative, her. Um, um, if it's not Riddle, 
Um, dude, honestly, like you could do a lot worse running back Seth Rollins again, uh, because you know Rollins beat him by DQ at Royal Rumble, so I, like there was still meat on that bone. So I'll go, I'll go, uh, you know, because Joe, I'm not going to just steal Joe's. I'll, I'll go Seth Rollins, but Rollins still loses. <laughs> but he's bulletproof, so it doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm going to go off the beaten path as well here uh, for Roman to have someone to get a victory over that will not be hurt by the loss. I'm going to go AJ Styles now that the whole Ooh, okay. Finn Balor AJ experience is done and over with. Um, hold on one second. Joe, Joe, start. Well, like I said, I think Riddle would be who I'd go with. I think that the storylines already clearly set up. The feuds already kind of been existing. It's actually the thing that Roman's been the most involved in since he, since WrestleMania, basically. He hasn't had any real feuds of his own. He's just had this, like, hey, Usos, go get my tag titles for me, Us. And so that's led to everything with Orton and Riddle. And you had Roman injuring Orton and all of that. It's all it, it's so perfectly booked, honestly. The only part about it that makes me sad is that Riddle's not going to win the belt. Well, I mean, hold on. I'm going to actually change my pick because of what Jim said. Okay. Randy's going to show up the Monday night after Money in the Bank. Randy's fighting him at, at SummerSlam. You think so? Randy fights him. And either Riddle's in the match also, or Riddle gives up the shot so Randy can have it. So that Randy can get revenge on Roman and then he ends up losing. Because if he's showing up the night after the night after Money in the Bank, he's obviously not going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Right. Is what Jim is saying. So, so I'm I, okay. So I'm going to turbo book this. Money in the bank. He doesn't. Roman doesn't show up. Drew walks out of Money in the Bank with a briefcase. Orton shows up the next night. Orton gets Roman at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roman beats SummerSlam. Yes, sorry. Roman beats Randy at SummerSlam. Clash of the Castle. The Money in the Bank briefcase stipulation is that you can challenge for one of the two Roman Reigns title belts, but you cannot win both from Roman Reigns. So, Drew McIntyre being the winner challenges for the WWE Championship because nobody gives a fuck about the WWE Championship. We want Roman to keep the Universal so he can have the really long title reign so he can look really good in the record books. Right. Okay. Adrenaline in my soul, something, something, Cody Rhodes comes out at number... I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this just for shits and giggles. Number seven at the Royal Rumble okay. wins the Royal Rumble after Drew McIntyre decides to cla- to cash in at Clash at the Castle, lets it be known that he's cashing in, and wins the WWE Championship from Roman Reigns. Scotland gets their moment. He gets his WrestleMania type moment that he did not get in front of fans. He gets that moment in his home country. He gets the explosion. He gets the loud reaction. It's his WrestleMania. He then loses the WWE Championship to Cody Rhodes on night one of WrestleMania in Los Angeles. Monday night on Raw, Cody re-debuts. He takes the WWE Championship and goes, this isn't the WWE Championship I wanted. 
and brings back the Wind Eagles the night after WrestleMania. Okay. I'm with you. Turns me on. Thank you. I'm with you, but I'm going to change some things around. All right, you ready? I don't think I have a choice. Okay. Here's what I would do if we're going to go down that whole road. Right? The well, road, it is Cody Rhodes to recovery. go down that road. Roads to recovery. So, I'd start number one. I'd have Orton actually be in the... Uh, Bank of money. Yes. I'd have him be in the Money in the Bank match. I'd have him win Money in the Bank. Okay? Okay. So he wins Money in the Bank, right? And no, wait, no. He's not say, winning Money in the say, Bank. Please don't tell me you're going to have him win, Riddle win the title, him cash in on Riddle. No, 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 and no, no. And no. RK Bro that way. No. So I'm going to throw up. No. Okay. He's not winning Money in the Bank. Okay. Okay? Yep. Seth Rollins is winning Money in the Bank. Great. That was my initial thought with Money in the Bank. I think that's actually a real possibility, too. By uh, the way, after, the after showing you that poster, I don't think he stands a chance. Well, <laughs> I think he does, but you might be right. Um, so Seth Rollins in Money in the Bank. You have Roman defend the title against Riddle at SummerSlam. It's fine. It takes all the way till there. He defends the title against Riddle at SummerSlam. He beats Riddle within an inch of his fucking life. Okay. And retains the belt. And that's when you get the return of Randy Orton. And Orton comes out and is like, you know, he basically does the Hulk Hogan WrestleMania 9 thing. Where, like, he's like, I, let me, I want to defend Riddle's honor. And Roman's like, and he's like, you know, put the title on the line against me right now. And Roman all, you know, built up and, ha I can't lose, blah, blah, blah. Goes ahead and does it. And boom, RKO out of nowhere, Orton wins the title at SummerSlam. Totally unexpected. Can't, didn't see that coming. That way you have Orton go to um, Sandcastles in the Sand, whatever the fuck the show is. Um, and he loses to Drew McIntyre so there. So you're doing face versus face. Oh, when you said Sandcastles in the Sand, I totally thought you meant Saudi Arabia. No, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean... I was like, that's yeah. November. I would have Orton drop the title to Drew, and then I'd go all the way through WrestleMania, have Cody beat Drew. I like that plan. And then the night after, I'd have Seth cash in and take the title from Cody. Because I like the idea of Seth finally getting, like, Seth's whole thing in this feud has been he can one-up him. Even if he can't beat him, he can one-up him. I see that as the ultimate one-upping. And Seth, if anyone knows about stealing titles, it's Seth Rollins. So that's what I would do. Yeah, but I, 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 Rollins already has the heist of the century. I don't need him heisting another title belt. I, I would much rather... I'd much, I mean, if you're going to give it to someone, I mean, Riddle walking around with a briefcase like he's fucking Rob Van Dam, I'm okay with. Um, fucking... I, I personally would love to see Drew get the win over Roman to have the WrestleMania moment because I think that moment is bigger than him beating R Randy Orton or The Miz or Bob or whoever the fuck it is. Um, Bobby. Thank you. Uh, so I, I think if Drew's going to get that moment in his home country, I'd much rather it be against Roman. And I think Drew's one of those guys that if Roman loses to, it doesn't hurt him. 
I think there's like three or four names total on the roster. Uh, one of them is now having his pec uh, recovered. Um, the other one is Drew McIntyre, and I think the third one is probably either Bobby or Brock. Bobby! Bobby! So I, I think Drew winning against Roman in a in a place where Roman has the cards stacked against him, he has his back against the wall. He's going into another country to defend the title. You know, make it where the Usos can't be out at ringside. If they do, Roman automatically loses the match or something. You know, throw all the cards so that when Roman like loses, it's like the flukiest fucking thing of all time. So you don't hurt Roman. Um, because I do, I still think that they need to split the titles because I think we are getting Roman versus Rock, Night Two of Hollywood. But I digress. I don't think you need a title for that though. Yeah, you do. You think so? Yeah, I think you do. Because it's it's that that that's the whole reason for the God Run. He's walking around with the title, saying that he's better than anybody in that family. The Rock. I mean, true. I yeah, mean, it's it's, it's it, that's the universal title because that's the one that he's held. For right. a thousand days. Yeah, no. Um. So, so here's kind of how I would how I would actually do it, is is, um, you. You, I honestly, I have Drew win the Money in the Bank. Um, I know you're not you don't like it, Mike. I know you don't like it. Um. Drew wins Money in the Bank, calls a shot. He says, "I'm cashing in," at. The Cardiff Castle, Castle Clash, Clash the Castle, Castle, Castle Dark Ele- Elevation, Dark Dark. Um, Let's that, go to the beach. That, beach. That's the cash in. But he said, you know, he he wants like, and and this I think is another way you could get get that that the title split is like he wants he wants his title back. He wants you know he didn't have the chance to carry it into WrestleMania. He didn't have, you know, with with he didn't win it at WrestleMania with fans, you know. So I want that title in front of my people, in front of my country. Um, so you split the titles. He wrestles for it, you know. He he only challenges for the the WWE title. He wins it. Roman Roman's still your your Universal Champion. Um, Seth Rollins. I don't know what the next pay per view is. Um, maybe it is sand castles in the sand in Saudi Arabia. Um, Seth wins it from drew there goes on the run to WrestleMania. Cody wins the Royal rumble, gets Seth Rollins at WrestleMania wins, and then uh, brings back the winged Eagle month raw after mania. I don't hate that. Why why did you think I would hate that? I thought I saw you roll your eyes when I said drew McIntyre. No, I picked drew McIntyre to win money in the bank as well. Okay. No, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, and I mean, even if you want to leave it on on Drew until Royal Rumble or until the December pay per view, you don't have to take it off him at the very next pay per view. You can give Drew a two or three month title run to to make it, you know, bring back some prestige to a belt that hasn't been seen by people in however long. Yeah, and then you could have him lose it to a Seth, and we still get Seth versus Cody, you know, for the title at Mania. And you know we bring back Winged Eagle and everybody everybody ends happy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all in on that. Sign me up. Um, all right. Anybody else got anything else on this? We did Ernest's topic better than he ever would have. Obviously. 
He would have stumbled around it for a solid seven minutes before he even got the words out of his mouth. Yeah, he'd have been like, uh, one thing, one thing, uh, put the bell on Bobby Lashley. And he would have had you play every Bobby soundboard that you have. Bobby! You already know. You kind of like the, uh, Bob! 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 Bobby! Bob! Bobby. <laughs> Remix. Pretty much. Um, all right. Uh, is that it for this? Can we move on to our final segment of Wrestlers of the Week? Yes, please. All right. All right, Wrestlers of the Week. No earnest, so we get three picks this week because fuck him, he ain't here. Uh, I had the first pick last week. Uh, that means, uh, Jim, you get it this week because I said so. All right. Uh, th- this should be no surprise. He is number one on uh, on three CT straight across the board. Uh, it's Cody Rhodes. The the performance on Sunday night and um, the uh, even even the opening promo on Monday. Uh, it's it's Cody Rhodes. Absolutely, Joseph. I guess I gotta take John Moxley, right? I mean, you don't I'll have take John Moxley. You really don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he technically earned something, I guess. I don't know. Um, even though I know he won't get the votes at the end of the month, I'm still going to nominate him. Tim said it so elegantly on 3CT. Uh, the four-time reigning defending best of the Super Juniors champion of the world, Hiramu Takahashi. All right, I will go with uh, the new NXT North American champion, uh, Carmelo Anthony. No, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, uh, Carmelo I, Anthony. I, I, thought he, I thought he had the um, – I thought he and Grimes had the best match at uh, uh, in your house. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's back on top of uh, the North American title. Yeah, no, when you guys were asking me about that, I thought that I thought they had a good match. I thought the six man tag match was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the women's matches were the women's matches. They were okay. They were what they were. Um and then the Broadway Breaker match was just like extra, like, oh, here, try to get disqualified kind of thing. Yeah. So it is what it is. Joe, your pick. Um go with the reigning and defending uh, Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. She won that three-way. That was a thing. Wow, you're right. It was a thing. Let's see. Do I have any? Uh, I don't have any other nominees actually written down. Hold on, I gotta go look it. Um. Hmm. You know what? The new uh. Bioluminescent brand tag team champions, uh, Consequences and Apollo Creed. Uh, my third is uh, the other half of the what is probably my match of the year so far. Um, the Hell in a Cell main event, and that's Seth Rollins. Um, to to put that much trust into um into somebody when you are you are you're hurt you are hurt pretty bad um you know the 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 both guys in that dance have to do something um and 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 really when you look back at 
Seth Rollins career and so many people wanted to label him as, you know, dangerous when Finn Balor put his arm out too far and Sting took a buckle bomb too hard um, and did not do it properly. Right. Um, for, for Seth, for, for Cody Rhodes to uh, want to go on with the match and willingly put himself into that match, knowing Seth Rollins was going to protect him. Um, without question, Seth put on one of the, the, the best performances of the year. Um, and, and that should stick, stand up for the next six months as well. Uh, Joseph, your final, uh, um, I'm assuming he retained the NXT title, Braun Beaker. Beamer. Um, All right, last but certainly not least for this week. Um, trying to think if there's uh, is anyone that stood out anymore from uh, you know what? Fuck it. The the new and I'm gonna proclaim him the new leader of uh, Isurrection. Mm-hmm. Not Judgment Day because there are new factions that are coming up with another B show that they can steal the name from. Insurrection uh, would be a great. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take uh, Prince, Prince uh, Devitt, Fergal Devitt, Prince Finn Balor, Finn Balor, and his club. Yeah, so uh, that's the wrestlers of the week. Uh, congrats to our nominees. As always, uh, this month gonna be weird. Because with no show next week, I might still have you guys text me two picks uh, for your wrestlers of the week so we still have our full ballot at the end of the month. Yeah, I was thinking how I was going to do that with 3CT, and I think uh, I think while I'm away, I might, I might well, we're going to just have to make our nominations for next week, and, and I'll, I'll have Tim put together a little a little graphic uh, post. make sure it goes up. Yeah, so for those who listen to 3CT as well, we will still have our wrestlers of the week uh next week put ours up on 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 the twitter at take three wrestling um all right so that's the show jim plug 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 yourself plug the stuff (laughs) uh well once the camera turns off i will plug myself but uh hey oh uh no you can uh follow me on twitter what i've done uh, I apologize for my poor choice of words. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you can follow the the show at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe all podcast platforms. Uh, you can check out our website, threecountthursday.com. That's where you'll find merchandise, YouTube, uh, all of that. Um, yeah, we, we are also off next week, Three Count. Um, I am on vacation. Matt's on vacation. So um, we're, we're, we're just all taking the week off. There will be some new content, though. Uh, we, we recorded, uh, a couple of episodes when we were together on, uh, WrestleMania Saturday. Uh, so we will be, um, we will be putting those out or putting one of those out on Thursday. Uh, we may have a best of, uh, dropping on, uh, the following Tuesday, uh, as well in place of the, uh, the recorded podcast. Uh, also, uh, at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook and, uh, Twitter, uh, the season will be kicking up here soon. Uh, we'll have a new logo actually, uh, dropping here before too long and, uh, discussions with the nobody as well. I did drop a new episode, 
uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to try to get a couple episodes in the can here before I, I go on vacation next week. Uh, so look for that as well. Um, yeah, that's it, boys. Thanks for having me again. Always a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe, you got anything? Hey. No, I don't think he does. I think he's on the phone. Uh, in a couple minutes. Um, all right. Uh, you can follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. You oh, can yeah, follow well, yeah. me at They Call Me Burn, uh, B E R N, last four letters on Twitter, on yeah. Instagram, Fat Kid Certified yeah, SE. Yeah, also, yeah. Uh, if you like listening to me talk, uh, Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach Baseball podcast, you can find me uh, talking about the men's league that I'm in here. Um, other than that, that's uh, so all we got for this week's show. Don't follow Ernest at EJ Christian Seven. Um, He's gay. I mean, it's coming from the gay guy. So, who's leaving before the show's over? So, I guess we're wrapping up the show, guys. Mirage here. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Good night.